Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is this that JPP podcast? Have the 49ers found their new quarterback? Do the Cowboys need to make a change? The guys play their football game. Uncle Tony tries to kill our listeners. And Kevin admits that he was wrong. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. A red boss was excavated. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Podcast. You like apples? We are back. The JPP pod is back for another episode of a little NFL breakdown. We're, we're missing LJ this week for this episode, but we got Uncle Tony joining us back. And Pops, what's up, guys? No, man, what's not up? much. Happy what's to be up? here. What's up? Week 10. We're in double digits. The NFL season is just flying by. Yep. It's yeah, it, it is. It, we're, we're on the we're on the back stretch. You know, I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys saw this just off the top, but the betters out in the desert, out in Vegas, all the all the average guys like me and you did pretty dang good this week. Vegas got killed this week. Did y'all see that? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I saw something well, about it. Took I didn't, a couple I didn't parlays catch. home with them this weekend. Well, so the the main thing I was reading up on it is just the big public games. Basically, all the ones the public were favoring just all won. Like the Vikings were a big one over the lines. The Steelers uh, uh, were underdogs at the Ravens. Chiefs were eight and a half over the Browns, and they covered it. Which I don't understand how the Chiefs were only an eight and a half point favorite over the Browns after they just fired all their coaches. I mean, the Chiefs have been beating everybody by over eight and a half, and then yeah. the Browns. I don't know. And then the Pats covered over the Packers. Yeah. It was just the just the Vegas got killed. Apparently, they lost uh, the Nevada industry. This is from David Purdom from ESPN said that the Nevada industry estimated the the state sportsbook lost in the range of seven to ten million dollars on Sunday alone. <laughs> wow. Guess what? Wow. They'll, they'll get it back. Don't yeah. don't send them any yeah. checks. They they usually will be okay. <laughs> but that is an incentive for all of you out there to get out there and go lay some lay some money down on some games. And I know Uncle Tony's going to be shedding some knowledge on you here in a little bit. So if you're going to go bet, you got to go bet with my bookie because that's my the bookie. presenting sponsor of the of the JPP. Get on my bookie. Go put in the promo code JPP and you will get dollar for dollar, dollar for dollar match on your investment you throw down 100 get 200 hell you might as well with if you would have put down a 16 parlay on some of the favorites from last week 100 dollars make that into 600 i mean you're looking good this week you're you're a happy camper happy camper, no doubt so wished i would with that 
Yes. I like me some Carolina Panthers, man. I like man, me. man, Carolina man. They're Panthers. pretty good to you, Tony. Some kind of nice. They are looking really well, good. That's a perfect segue into. Let's go ahead. I, I want to jump right into the game, and I'm going to go ahead and start off with who I'm buying this week. And I know I'm I'm, I'm a day late and a dollar short. I should have got on the the train when Tony did. But man, I'm buying every bit of Panther stock I can get. They look so good as a as a Christian yeah. McCaffrey owner in fantasy football. They're they're getting him the ball. He's looking good. Cam Newton and Norv Turner, they look good. And all of a sudden, they got a big receiver in Funches. And then DJ Moore, that first-round pick, he didn't have as big a game last week, but he's an athletic guy. Greg Olson looks healthy, knock on wood. I mean, Boy, it looks yeah. like it's – Knock on wood for sure. It yeah. looks like he's okay for now. I don't know. What What do you think, Tone? I mean, the Panthers just look good. Man. Yeah, and I, I picked them early on, and, and, and they've got a good combination uh, going for them this year offensively and defensively, uh, unlike some other linebacker – Sean Lee, who seems to be un, you know, unworldly. Hey, breaking news. Did you see he I've never seen this before, but he pulled a hamstring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know he had one left to pull. He's pulled 32. Um, but Luke Keithley, Keithley is uh on the field for the Panthers and staying healthy, so defensively it helps them. But they've got a great balance on offense right now with McCaffrey. If McCaffrey stays healthy, it gives them a, a very viable running game outside of Cam Newton. Uh Greg Olson being back now gives them something down the middle of the field. And DJ Moore. To me, this is the secret weapon. He's actually starting to learn his position and really coming into his own. Torrey Smith has been and he's out just going to get better and better weeks, and he's really taken that mantra of that number two wide receiver and and really really moving with it. So and Newton, it they're monitoring his throwing during the week, uh, uh, doing a real good job. Of, as long as he stays healthy, I, I think you've got to count the Panthers in just as much as with the Rams and the Saints going down the stretch. Well, and that's what's interesting to me is. They're everyone talks about the Rams and Saints, rightfully so. They're the class of the NFC, but the Panthers are right there at what six and two or seven and two. They're one game back from the Saints. They could end up winning that division, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be that big of a shocker. Sneaky, (laughs) and I'm with you. I just think. When you see uh when you see a receiver like that rookie receiver, it sometimes takes a little while to get going. And now it looks like he's learning the offense a little bit. And he's just Cam Newton's always been good. You give him he's had Ted Ginn, he made him look pretty good a few years back. You give him a little speedy receiver and he he's not bad. And then we said it last week, Cam Newton is also just an abnormal quarterback. He's six foot six, runs a four four, two fifty. He's like Ben Roethlisberger, except for with a four four speed. So yeah. that's pretty nice. Yeah. So yeah. on they got by the way, speaking of big men, they that's a big matchup this week with Carolina. They'll be going, I think, at Pittsburgh on Thursday mm-hmm. night. So that'll be a big yeah. test for them. I'll be I'll be interested to see that game. So Dad, yeah, who do you got? Who are who are you buying this week? Well, I'm buying a person this week, and I think I'm buying him cheap still, but damn, Nick Mullins of San Francisco. Did he play <laughs> a hell of a game <laughs> last week? Didn't even know who the guy's name was, and all of a sudden he's just him. slinging I, it. I know a little bit about him now. You know where he went to college, Southern Miss. Got a little call from uh, Brett Favre uh, after the game. He broke, oh, by the Ivory. way. He broke, <laughs> by the way, all of Brett Favre's records at Southern Miss. Just I did a little looking up on old Mister Mullen. <laughs> oh, Mullen's <laughs> threw for eleven thousand nine hundred ninety-four yards and eighty-seven TDs at Southern Miss. He broke Mister Favre's record of seven thousand six hundred and ninety-five. And 52 TDs. I'm telling you, he pooped all over Brett Favre's record to Southern Miss. 7,000 to 11,000? Yeah. I think, yeah. He, I think he blew on past it. He blew on past him. Uh, interestingly enough, he's from the great state of, of Alabama, 
uh, and got a uh, he went to Hoover, Alabama, Spain Park. Uh, was the player of the year uh, there in Alabama, but uh, wound up going to uh, Southern Miss after I think it was Alabama Birmingham. Something happened there, so he obviously wasn't Division One material. But oh, uh, yeah, something Alabama happened. Birmingham Alabama dropped Birmingham. their football program, didn't they? I, maybe that's what it was. They dropped their football yeah. program, yeah. <laughs> and he wound up going to like, Southern Miss. I got to go. <laughs> you know, yeah, and just at one, that point, you got to look for a job. I think one last little old thing uh, as a senior at Spain Park High School in Hoover, Alabama, he threw for three thousand. 600 yards, 40 TDs, and seven interceptions. So the guy's got some skills, uh, and I think he earned uh, the second start. I believe he's supposed to start on Monday night I, against I the Giants. Believe, against, wow. against another poor defense. Well, I did want to ask you guys mm-hmm. a little bit on Mullins. Now, he was great, but was it more of a Nick Mullins or was it more of just the Raiders offense or the whole team basically is mailed it in for the rest of this year as I John think, Gruden already has? I think you're right. I think Oakland has mailed it in. But I, honestly, I did watch some of that game and Mullins looked sharp. I mean, his passes were sharp. He was making the right reads. He looked sharp. Yes, I think it was a product of a team that is probably mailing yeah. it into Vegas. If you're fan- so. just in fantasy football, go look for the quarterback playing the Raiders or just anybody yeah, playing got- the Raiders going forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wherever you are in fantasy football, you're looking for three teams. You're looking for the Cardinals. You're looking for the Raiders. <laughs> and now apparently you're and- looking for Cleveland. So, <laughs> you know, um, which is, hey, all's right with the world when you're looking for Cleveland. So that's good. But, yeah, you're looking for those two matchups. And the, and the Buccaneers. I'm sorry. I, I would hate to leave out. The Tampa Bay <laughs> Buccaneers. So, speaking of the Buccaneers, I, I, interesting you brought up Mullins at Mississippi State. You know that who his head coach was back at Southern Miss was old Todd Munkin, who's the offensive coordinator at the Bucks, who's kind of the next, maybe the next hot shot head coach coming up because he was there at Ole Miss when Mullins set all those records, and then he went to Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Which say what you will about the Bucks, and I think Dirk. Dirk Cutter is gone yeah. maybe the day after the NFL oh. season ends. But that That's offense has looked great with different yeah. quarterback every week. Well, so it's, it's just well, interesting. I tell you, uh, I'm on the lookout for a new hot coach for my uh, favorite professional team yeah. in football. We'll, we'll, so, uh, we'll get on to yeah. the team that I'll, resides in Dallas. Start, yeah. I'll hold on to I don't even know. Thought. I don't even know hold if I'll say their team name. The team that plays in Dallas. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, hold okay. it back. That, I don't know how to segue from that because I don't think any, there's any way that Uncle Tony's buying that team. So, Tony, who, who, who do you got? Who are you buying this week? Well, before I get to my buy on, on Mr. Mullins, here's your prediction. Yeah. I think San Francisco trades Mullins and, uh, uh, and a second-round pick to Tampa oh, okay. for their first round in 2019 uh, because neither one of those guys are working out for him down there. And I think you're right. That'd be a good pick because there's no way San Francisco can him, Beathard, and Jimmy Garoppolo. They got way too much money. So Mr. Mullins is playing for a spot next year. He'll continue. Sure. I like that. So, I like mm-hmm. that. That's so, that's interesting. Um, or or the New York Football Giants. Let's see how how he shreds it. We we may we may see like, hey, that's your team next year, big guy. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what Kyle Shanahan needs to go ahead and do as much as he can with Nick Mullins right yeah. now to just try to get that stock as high as possible. No like doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying, and I don't know if I can do this or not because you know I'm flip flopping, but. You know, I've been known. Hot Atlanta buying the Falcons. <laughs> Hot Atlanta, the huge, team you crossed off a few weeks back. Huge win this Let's week. Let's see. On you the road crossed Atlanta off we as do. no way they're making the playoffs, and now you're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Okay. Because, uh, right. you know, I, I thought I'd go out there and get on the edge because, you know, you know, LJ would want me to do that. So um, I think, you know, Atlanta proved something this weekend, going on the road, beating a team with a pretty tough defense. I still think the Redskins are in the playoffs. I'm not backing off of that. 
but Atlanta proved something going on the road and winning that game by, by – Boy, and they didn't just and beat them. They, 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 yeah, they, 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 they beat them. They beat them. Yeah. And Julio actually scored. So, you know – I All Right? I'm, it only took 10 weeks yeah. to get maybe the best receiver in football. Days, I think I heard something like that. Something like that. Uh, but – and, and it was a fluke. He, the guy missed a tackle. He just kind of kind of flopped in there. But anyway, I'm going with Atlanta. Uh, I'm going back to where I thought I was at the very very end of the, or the beginning of the season before the everything started. The NFC South has the best teams in it. So I, I think you're looking yeah. at at Saints, Carolina, and Atlanta making the playoffs out of that one division, and everybody else will shut out because I don't see the Packers making it. I don't see the no, Bears yeah. making it. Certainly nobody in the in the West making it other than the Rams. Um, we'll see. Seattle does have a child. I think it's between Seattle and Atlanta, and I'm I'm gonna buy it. Well, and that's the I, I thought about Atlanta too, but the only that's my only issue is that division they play, and they're still gonna have to go. I was looking at their schedule; they're still gonna have to go at the Panthers at some point, at the Saints, at the Packers. They'll play the Ravens. They, they, and they, the only Packers, problem is with how they started now. the year. Yeah, yeah, you know, it you looks used to like think could the Packers be. was tough game, but I don't know anybody's get scared of the Packers right now. That's the only, but it's just that start of the year. Since they put themselves in that hole, now they gotta yeah, they they, they need to win. No they can only lose hey, maybe two more. I'm a gambling man. But I tell you what, I need to just go ahead. I kind of thought that Matt Ryan MVP season was a little bit of. For some reason, I've had a hard time buying into Matt Ryan. I've always thought. It was just great. He has Julio, and he's good, but not great. And he probably deserves to be in that top tier echelon. Maybe not Brady Rogers, but right there below him because he is balling all year this year. That defense is the problem. Yeah, he's no Tony mm-hmm. Romo. Well, no. yeah, true. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. All right, that gets us on to who we thought they were of the week. And pops, I want to start off with you. Who is this week's who we thought they were for you? Well, I, do you want to go positive or negative? Pick one because I've got two guys. I want to go positive. All right. Well, if I'm going to go positive, we've already because I'm going to be negative. I don't want to be all negative. All right. Well, if I'm going to go positive, it's Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling you, this this kid is a baller. That. You know, and that little they, they kept talking about the little hop, the the uh, the hurdle he did, but he didn't lose yeah. a beat. I mean, he is a serious athlete. I think he's a pretty all around good guy. He's got great hands, great speed, great balance. Um, he kind of just shuts up and plays. I don't hear a lot of uh, of hullabaloo. <laughs> If that's the word, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that Hello, Hello. George Plimpton uh, Hello, uh, Hello. word in, in uh, Goodwill Hunting, what he says, no snipper snapper or whatever. <laughs> no, I know that was terrible. But anyway, uh, Christian Christian McCaffrey, you know, what he he he's a uh, he's a good uh, rushing the ball. He can receive the ball. He's he's he makes that offense go uh, for Carolina, uh, which we all seem to be on. So, uh, so that play he had uh, down the sideline where he got I don't know yeah. if he scored, but he got almost there and stayed in bounds. He's he's just good, and it seems like North Turner found is finding ways to get him the ball. Whether he, the he ball. can run between yeah. the tackles, he can catch. I, I agree with you. I like him. My yep. Only concern for McCaffrey uh, is this is going these next three weeks are going to be critical for him. I just don't see them being able to continue to give him the amount of touches that they're giving and him staying healthy. He's just not that big a back. It's kind of been the knock against him. Uh, 
almost it's just his second year in the league. But um, as a, as a second year guy, you know, you, you still can kind of hit that wall around week thirteen, week fourteen, right. really uh, kind of get there, and, and that's when you get hurt. So they really gave him the ball this past weekend. You really showed how much they used him, and that's what North Turner does. And they said from the beginning he's going to be our bell cow back. That's the way we're going to use it. But I'm really concerned. This is this week 10, 11, 12. These are the these are the real crucial weeks to make sure he doesn't get hurt because he is critical to their to their offense. And I agree with you. I believe so. Right. I do. I I agree. I think that's something to worry about. And I think they are worried about that. And they do have CJ Anderson as a backup there. I think you'll see his touches decrease. If they're smart, you'll see his so. touches decrease. Just because yeah. I mean you're right. He's not a huge. He's not a like a huge big back that you I think get he's the ball. Five eleven, two oh five, maybe. He did get bigger like over. One thing wiry. I liked about him he's is wiry, the big though. issue he had last year was he had a hard time running between the tackles because he was a little smaller. And he did. He put on some weight and got. He's not big by any means, but he put on a little weight and kind of got better at running between the tackles. And he's doing a good job. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see if he can hold up through the season. Yeah, real real quick. You know, you mentioned C.J. Anderson. I just want to put a shout out there to L.J. that to hang in there, man. Get your direct ticket. You'll be able to watch the Broncos all weekend long because all these former Broncos are going to be playing for all these other teams. He's going to be watching all well, the Broncos he wants here the, in a little. All bit. the former Broncos seem to be winning. It's it's all the current Broncos that seem to have the problem. They're going to be all over the place. All right, all right, Uncle Tony, who you got? Who who is who you thought they were this week? Okay, so I, I got a question. You know, I'm always going to have a question of this. Do we have to stay in the NFL? Oh, uh, I I don't know. I, I, okay, I kind of so like where you're if, going. Let's let's I'm see what bit, you got. And and I'm kind of you know I'm I'm really starting to get into Scott Van Pelt. I used to not like him, but now I kind of okay. like OSVP. And I don't know if y'all saw that piece they did on Bobby fucking Petrino uh, <laughs> last night. It was just awesome. They lost seventy seven to twelve. Clemson was beating a nicer guy. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And and so Petrino's quote was, "Well, at least we competed. Competed. <laughs> what? I, at least I haven't heard Chad Morris say we competed. No, you didn't compete." And so they kind of went through a timeline and, you know, he has strung Louisville out to dry. He has put one in hard and deep. They can't get oh, rid of him because he talks too Brace, much. They Bobby Nick Brace Petrino. Talks too much. Bobby effing Petrino has really taken it to Louisville and, and he is who he thought, thought he was. So that's, well, I, I, that was a very interesting story. And here's, Here's to Bobby Petrino's lawyer, but that guy is an asshole, and I'm glad he's not the coach of the Razorbacks. Well, and it was fun to see. You're totally right. I think at one point I, I just got on. I, I wasn't home yet. I was going to go. I was on my way home. I was about to watch some college football, so I was pulling up my phone to kind of see some of the scores for the first-round games. And it was like into the first quarter, Clemson was up. 42 to zero or something insane. I was like, Oh my God. And like, like that said, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. Of course. How do you know Petrino. you didn't prepare for this game? 42 to nothing. That's, That's how, how you know. You know. <laughs> and then I, I loved it because like you said, then all this stuff came up about him in Atlanta before I, I and of course I did kind of like him at Arkansas for a little bit there. Cause he seemed to be winning, but yeah. you saw the way he left Atlanta the, like, after that Monday night game where they got, trounce i think by the saints yeah. or something and then he goes on I, I was reading this thing about him apparently in the locker room he t- preaches to the players how you need to figure out if you're going to buy into this team or not and he was just ripped <laughs> into him and you need to look in the mirror and then the next day they get to the locker room and he doesn't even say bye to him he leaves a note a printed note that says yeah. he's taking the job at arkansas so here's i just think he's I, a scumbag as a person yeah so here's something i did know and this is a small thing but think about this okay the notes that he left, they were laminated. So think about that. 
I'm leaving you a laminated note. I took the time to tell somebody, hey, will you laminate these? Because I don't want them crumbling these things up and throwing them away. I want them to keep them. I want them to see. He, they were laminated notes. Uh, hilarious. And then I think they crossed out where he signed his name, Petrino, at the bottom. Apparently, the players crossed out on all the notes left in the locker room and put like coward and, and different different stuff across oh, them. It was great. I bet they put more than coward. Yeah, well, that's that's the, the suitable for work anyway, language. That's, that my, that's my guy for the week. Hmm. All right. Good well, good one. I like my, it. Uh, my who we thought they were for this week. And let's go ahead. I, I, I knew we were going to get into him at some point. And it will be the Dallas Cowboys and Mr. Jason Garrett. My goodness. Did you see that abysmal showing? Just that embarrassment they put on national TV in front of God and everybody. After an off week. After After an off week. week. They had every – well, did you see – well, Jason Garrett was spending his off week really getting ready. He was at the World Series. You know, he was watching some games (laughs) in L.A. Just – Exactly what a team that's four and four needs to get something figured out or three and four needs to figure something out in a meddling division. It was just embarrassing. They go down there and I just was. And then the the worst thing is, is the Monday night crew finally started. And I know Tony wants to mention something on the the Monday (laughs) night crew, but they started finally highlighting the issues with Garrett and Linehan. And it was in front of everybody is they just do the same thing. They run the ball right up the middle on first down, and then they try to throw it on second down, the incomplete or something, and then they run a screen on third down. It's like every time. Every time. It's and yes. the defense knows it too. They're so yeah. predictable. And this is – Des Bryant said it week one. He said that Linehan runs a predictable offense. And I know Des Bryant might not be the guy I go to as a football savant, but he's right. <laughs> he's right. They just – they don't have any creativity. And then the dumb thing they do is like – like we talk about how McVay's so smart. He goes to the Rams and he gets Jared Goff and figures out Jared Goff wasn't working week one, so let's do what he does best. Let's figure out what he's good at and let's run that. The Cowboys, Dak Prescott clearly runs that Mississippi State offense where they run a little spread, some reads, get a little creative. That's what he runs best. But no, we're going to line up our form, run Linehan's offense, run it up the middle, no creativity, no nothing. Yeah. And then they get guys like Lael Collins, who's a great left guard, and they got a steal in the draft. But we're going to put him at right tackle and put this Connor Williams at left guard, who's just been getting smoked all year. They just That coaching staff has got to go. Got to go. I so, agree. Yeah. So here, t- Kevin, I'll, I'll I'll pile on to that <laughs> um, <laughs> before I get to Jason Witten. But, you know, one of the things, you, you're absolutely right. What they did is they got lazy and they got lazy. In the fact, we talked about character two or three times on this podcast and they got used to the fact that they drafted a huge offensive line. And for three or four years, it didn't matter what they called because they had an advantage in right. that on that line of scrimmage. And so they got lazy. Jason Garrett got lazy and said, hey, I can hand this ball off and behind this big line and things go. And the reason they went 13 and three that one year, they had a tremendous advantage at on the on the line of scrimmage. They don't have that now. They've got some injuries. Guess what? Now you got a coach, motherfucker. Go out there and do something. But he can't do it. <laughs> there it is. Said, well, uh, we ought to be winning the line of scrimmage. We ought to be winning the line of scrimmage. Hey, man, are you done with that ball? Get that over here. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> it's just terrible. And and I, I, I've said this before. If you took the pressure off of Jason Garrett of being the head coach, he, he's just shocked. And I, I, I believe he is token before he gets the game. That You can't get eyes that red and that watery. He's either allergic to artificial turf or somebody is blowing smoke 
at the sidelines or he's stone. And if, if you ask me after watching the Cowboys for the last three he's weeks, stone. he's fucking stone. And so, you know, I, well, that's why just, he's never upset about the things that go wrong. wrong. He's yeah. always in a good mood because he's just yeah. as a kite he there. He can't, he can't, he can't get a, out of himself because of the pressure he's under. He can't take it. He, he's just not a head coach. He's not a head coach. Got to go. Got to go. Well, and I don't could know if not you- agree more with that. Could not agree more. It's so hard to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, we talked about leaving a game early in the last pod. Yeah. I would be I would be leaving some of these Dallas games early because they just suck. They're horrible well, to watch. And the only time the offense got any decent at all was when it had what two and a half minutes left in there. Every time the same thing happened against the Redskins at the end of the game, they let him wing it a little bit and we can move the ball. The rest of the time, it's it's whatever you just described. It's exactly that: run it into the line, pass on second down, screen on third, punt the ball. That's the offense. And if that doesn't uh, scream coaching, so the offense is really good. It, it starts moving the ball as soon as you take the coaching out of it and let Dak and that offense just play. When the coaching's calling the plays and they're huddling, it just looks like they're running in mud. And now we get the Cowboys' upcoming schedule. Let's look at it. We got at <laughs> Philadelphia, the defending God. champs, who who are, who are coming off a bye. At Atlanta, who we just talked about, is uh, looking good right yeah. now. First Washington, who's already beat them. New Orleans, Philadelphia again. I mean, it, it is going to be rough. So the good thing, rough. let's lose out and we can tank. And oh, wait. We traded our first round pick. <laughs> we don't have a first round pick. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it is hey, just the only chance we have of winning. My predict: the only chance we have of winning a game in the next six ones we play is on Thanksgiving. If we can find Clint Longley somewhere out there running his car washes or whatever he does now, and bring him back for the Thanksgiving game, so he can throw four touchdown passes against the Redskins, we got a shot. Otherwise, we're over for the next month and, and a half. All right, I hate to lob one more up for Tony here, but I, I don't even know. And I like this guy, of course. I think you know I'm probably going to talk about it. Sean Lee. I didn't even see him in the game. The, the first time I see him in the game, the first time I see him in the game, he's pulling up, grabbing his hammy. Yeah. And I love the guy, but he cannot play. You can't what is, keep what does Herm Edwards say? What's the best ability? Availability. Preach. <laughs> and he's – He's yeah. never available. So and I love him, but it just yeah. Uh. So Liff, if you didn't watch the game all the way through, I watched the game because you know I go to mybookie.ag and I put money on this one. I had a lot of money on the Titans and I had a lot of money on the Titans. Smart man and the over and um. Oh, the Titans were getting like seven game. points or oh, something, right? I got them at four. I got them four and a half. They ended up at five and a half. So um. Oh God. But anyway, so I watched the whole game and yeah. Yeah, Sean Lee is running around. He's trying to catch up. He's doing okay, and it, the, he's it, it is comical a little bit. I hate it for the guy because he's he's a warrior. I, he's a good a player. Somebody he ought he ought to be a coach of the Cowboys. But anyway, he's run. He turns to run, and it's like somebody shot him with a BB gun. He's like, Pah-yaw! and he's like, oh, and he grabs the top of his ass. It was just bad. He's kind of limping along, and everybody knew what happened. There goes he's that just, 34th hamstring. He's done. He's just hamstrung. Sean Lee's he just hamstrung. It's time to go. You, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to know. Well, and, and that's the thing I hate. to go. Got to go. I, I love Sean Lee. Like Dad said, I think he's a good player. I think he's smart. Like you said, Tony, he'll probably be in coaching at some point. But you just can't keep paying a guy money who can't be on the field. And I, I think you saw yeah. with Dallas, and this is my last point, we can move on. But – 
you saw that defense look great coming out. And I think there actually is a lot of talent on the defense. I think they're pretty good. But it's like what you saw with the Broncos last year, like me, like LJ's brought up before, and you see it with the Jaguars some this year. It, you get tired of holding strong when the offense just goes one, two, three, punt, one, two, three, punt, one, two, three, punt. Every yeah. single time, you get tired of playing playing your ass off over and over again. So I think – Well, Kevin, although I can appreciate you trying to find something positive in the Cowboys' efforts last night – Understand that the Tennessee Titans has one of the worst Our offenses in woeful. the league. That over-under was 40 and a half. It's not because those were two tremendous defenses out there. It's because their offenses sucked ass. And for <laughs> Dallas to give up that many points to the Tennessee Titans, I mean, geez, they made Corey Davis look like Odell Beckham Jr. Corey Davis is out there snapping balls out of the air. He's making 20 yeah. yards. Of, yeah. It's like Mariota. What? Mariota hasn't been good all year, and he was slinging the ball over the field. I needed 24 points from Deion Lewis last night in a fantasy league. He got 24.2. He killed him. He killed him. Thank you very much, Deion Lewis. Your your gift is in the mail, by the way. But <laughs> it's just ridiculous how they're just – they can't perform at any level of the game. Can't can't do it. Their punter, 35-yard line, the punter kicked it into the fucking end zone. He can't even cough and corner the kick. Let's just – okay, what's next? On this podcast, yeah, next, yeah, we got to get off well, the Cowboys. Perfect segue to, oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's. Uh, you okay. had a, you had a Jason Witten comment. We've we've commented right. okay, on okay, the, okay. the Monday Night okay. Football okay. crew. So okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> there's a new there's a new game out there, and it's called it, it's a Jason Witten drinking game. You know how if you watch Bob Newhart, every time they say Bob, you got to take a drink. So the thing with <laughs> that might have been a little before his time. I was about Downey, to say I, I don't know that, but you're, you're I'm showing what else. You, there's there's some. Well, there's anyway. a drinking game in the Super Bowl every time you see like Peyton Manning's that red mark on his forehead. Oh. you have to drink every. Oh, time. this is better. Okay, so this is better. <laughs> so the drinking game is is for Jason Witten. Every time he says the word situation, he and so every time he says the word situation, you've got to take a drink. He said situation last night 164 times. Really? So I haven't noticed that he says that. 164 times. And I just, I turned the sound up in like the third or fourth quarter because our buddies are, are texting us and, and shout out to Bob Johnson, who probably has the largest liver of any man living. He's out there <laughs> going, Hey man, you got to do this drinking game. And so all of a sudden, every, t- I started listening. I, I'll be damned. It's like every 20, 30th word. Well, this is a tough situation for them. This is a critical situation for the quarterback. You know, the defensive line has <laughs> got to take care of the situation. I, Dude, I get it. But man, come on, come on, man. Now, Figure out now I'm so, listening. Now I'll be your, listening next Monday. I might be, so I might be a little, I might be a little hungover Tuesday morning. But yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be hopeful that there's actually three digits worth of people that listen to our podcast, nine hundred ninety something. So for all you people out there, hey man, do the drinking game. Get yourself in a safe place. You know, get your home. Make sure you got your Uber or something. Got your friends around you. Every time Jason went says situation, you got to take a drink. I suggest beer. I love it. 64 shots. You're not it's going gonna to get. It's going to get a little out of hand. Be careful. Yeah. Please do not try this at home. 20 shots over four hours would kill a 180-pound man, meaning if you and your seven closest friends take turns playing this game, there would have been eight corpses and four shots left in the room last Monday night. All right, so on, to, on from the – I love the drinking game. On from the Cowboys – on to speaking of teams that will not make the playoffs and, and not looking so hot. I'm going to go with my team that will not make the playoffs. Next team I'm crossing off. I, 
Is it okay? Tony kind of wavered by by buying on Atlanta Falcons after crossing them off. So can I waver on? Ever since I bought the Lions, my God, <laughs> they are terrible. Poor Matt Stafford got sacked ten times last week, and uh, I just don't understand it. Uh, two weeks ago, after I, so I was buying them. I was it was kind of after a lot of the stuff Tony was saying. I think they're a tough team. There's some talent around there, and then they trade for Snacks Harrison. That big old defensive tackle from the Giants. So I thought, okay, that's something they need. And then a week later, they it looks like they just all but punted on the season. They trade Golden Tate. Clearly, uh, he was important to that offense because Matt Stafford didn't know what to do with the ball, and they Clearly. didn't block a soul. And then the defense is bad. I don't. The Lions just suck, and it looks like the teams kind of quit on them now that they traded Tate. I don't know. By the way, to to to, to climb on that a little, did you see the Matt Patricia get on the uh, the, the, the reporter for slouching? Yeah, for sl- I mean, Matt Patricia's about looks like an unmade bed for God's <laughs> sake, and he's going to get on somebody else for the way they their appearance. Yeah, so STFU, Matt Patricia. Yeah. So Jeez. Tony, if you didn't see this, apparently the the reporter asked him a question, very valid question, you know, something about Carry On Johnson or or whatnot, and he was just like he tried. It's, a, it's one of those Bill Belichick disciples trying to be Bill Belichick. He's trying to be kind of <laughs> like hard in the press. He was like, uh, can you just can you sit up when you're talking to me? Well, I don't know why you're slouching. At least give off a good presentation <laughs> if you're going to be in this during this press conference. And my dad Dude, said, have you just got a mirror? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just this scruffy beard, yeah. this hat on backwards. Hey, I mean, it, his yeah, pencil with his laminated is his pencil, but he also has a laminated <laughs> playbook, so he can't write on it. What are you doing it? with that? I mean, yeah. God, he's, it's he's, just he's Bill Belichick. Andy Reed those guys going to get an IHOP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those guys try to be Bill Belichick, and it's just go be a, your coach. Don't go try to be Bill Belichick. I just, oh, so, it's, I'm with you, Dad. Yeah. So I got this trivia question given to me uh, this weekend by like uh, by the um, uh, fantasy gurus Prestige Worldwide. Um, okay. Who has more quarterback ones this year? Rank quarterback one rankings this year in fantasy football: Matt Stafford or Nicky Mullins? Which one? Is, is it Nicky Mullins? It's Nicky Mullins. Nicky Nick Mullins, Mullins. State has been a quarterback one more times than Matt Stafford in 2018. That's I'm crazy. Let me think. That's How many times crazy. has Mullins started? Oh, one. Once. <laughs> he was on the practice squad. He started the year out on the practice squad. Yeah, that's so incredible. Shout out there. That's that's a stat where you're pulling out. So yeah, uh, yeah, you put the kibosh on them there, Kevin. I appreciate you picking them for the playoffs the other week because all of a sudden I said early in the year that if you were on mybookie.ag, uh, one of the greatest places to to play, you know, uh, or place your bets for uh, football. Anytime you see a plus by the Detroit, you take them. Uh, these guys all of a sudden got to be a darling, and all of a sudden you started seeing minuses. And they have sucked. They're just not that team. Next week, we'll get back to, and they'll be my, we are who they thought they were when they get to be a home dog and we can bet on them and they'll, and they'll, they'll cover the spread. But for right now, you're absolutely right. There's no way they're making. All right. So dad, who you got? Who, who is not making the playoffs for you? Well, it was between two teams. Detroit was one of them, but I'm going to go with the other one and I'm going to go and I'm sorry, LJ. I'm going with the Denver Broncos and. And, you know, as much as anything, I'm going for them because they're in that uh, division or that conference with the, uh, uh, let's see, the uh, LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And so there's only going to be one wild card coming out of there. And there will be a wild card. I think both of those teams are going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. There will not be a third from that division. So that leaves Denver holding the bag. They're going to be sitting there with Arizona at home doing nothing. That's what they're going to be doing. In that game, I don't understand them. So. 
they right before half, instead of trying, there's like a 50 seconds left, and the other team and Texans have two timeouts, and they try a 61 yarder, which I don't understand, missed it. So then Texans have a short field, end up getting points before half, and then at the end of the game, they get they get like to I, I know it was long, I forget where McManus got to, but they got to where it's about a 58, 51. Okay, and they could have tried to at least take some shots to get a little closer. They kind of settled for it. Yeah, yeah they, they decided, for and I know that. they're in mile high where kicks kind of go longer, but still, why not try to make the kick easier it just makes no sense to settle for a 50 yarder when you can maybe try to get a 30 or 40 Mm -hmm. yep yeah and i i really like the broncos i think trading thomas was it's something you had to do i get it yeah i get that um you know what they have lost some really tough games that's not going to help you when you start negotiating your contract vance joseph by the way i just want to put that out there but um just ask jason garrett you know the he's losing these close games, but they're playing really hard. This is like the second game that they've lost on the yeah. last play of the game, and and they uh, played the it, Chiefs as well as anybody this year twice. Got a, yeah, they've got a really good defense, and it's younger defense. Uh, Von Miller's mid. You know he's probably where he needs to be. He's still got two or three years at that prime level right. left. Um, and, and so they've got a chance to get it back together. Uh, there, there's a big knock on Case Keenum, but I don't think it's Case Keenum's issue. Uh, you know, it's just that they're losing some close games. And unfortunately, a lot of times they look to the coach for that. And, but, but Liffer's right. The Chargers went up and won a huge game at Seattle. That really told me something. They were going to be one of my play, uh, you know, um, buys this week, but I'll, I'll wait. But they're, they're still, you know, that was a big game for them, but that really put the Broncos pretty much out of reach um, for the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And you bring up Vance Joseph. I know LJ, if he was here, he, he has a thing about giving up on coaches too early and I get it, but I think Vance Joseph may get the ax. And did you see yeah. Bill O'Brien after the game? I, he denies this, but there's a video of him after the game, after they win, and he says, you can read his lips, and you don't hear audio, but his lips read, thanks, Vance, you effing idiot, after he misses that field goal. And he swears he didn't say that, but if he, I'll, I'll show no. you all the video. I swear, it's clear. He says, thanks, hey, Vance, wow. you effing idiot. And hey, then as he's Karma's walking off the field. Bitch, man. Yeah, Karma it does come back around. Mm, yeah. Mm, there, mm. Hey, Houston, everybody all of a sudden's on a Houston battle. I, I don't want to – ruin anything for anybody but man Houston is not a lock for the playoffs yeah they may have won six in a row but or yeah six in a row but right. they are six not they are still not a lock they could roll off five or six losses in a row and be done and, and so Houston, I, you're right Ryan, Houston's interesting to me because it, yeah. it when it, at the end of the year it comes down to you got to win the games that are losable games yeah. and they have so far and then hopefully they get hot if you're a Texans fan but yeah. It's like they could easily be yeah. four and four and six right now, oh, and it wouldn't be that shocking. Easily two and anyway, I'll get off of that. So, who is a team, Tony? Let's get to you. We haven't got to you yet. Who's a team that you are not making the playoffs this year? Okay, so I'm gonna make a reach here, and it's someone I think that Liff has bought. I think the weekend that I bought the Redskins, he bought this team, but after the Steelers took them out. At home, uh, uh, I, I'm going to say the Ravens are now out of the playoffs. Well, I, you know, interestingly, uh, I heard some people reach, talking bad about Harbaugh. They've got a good team, but you know what? I, if you can't beat the Steelers, that was a very important game for them coming down the stretch. Because, it was because no they're fighting for now. They're fighting for the wild card rather than making Steelers fight for the wild card, and they're they're staring they're staring at the Chargers. 
um, and um, uh, just drew a blank. They're they're, star- they're staring at a couple of teams to try to get that AFC wild card, a- right. including the Tennessee Titans. So it, it's it's going to be a tough road for them now with that, un- unless Le'Veon Bell comes in and blows up the Steelers. I don't think that he will, but. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I I think that the just Bengals, the Bengals in that same division are, are Bengals. Good. Yeah, it, AJ Green's yeah. out for a couple of weeks for them. That's a That'll really hurt. big blow to the Bengals. But uh, uh, I, I think that well, uh, Flacco's just that's been the problem. Poorly. Flacco's just uh, it's time to move well, on. I think. Yeah, you know, he started the year. They started the year really hot. They had their 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 long pass game was really on. John Brown was the talk of the talk mm-hmm. of the league. Right. Sickle Cell. What's that? Nobody knew what Sickle Cell was anymore. Apparently, that you don't have it. At Baltimore. Um, <laughs> and so John Brown is just killing everybody. Mike Wallace is all of a sudden, oh, why didn't I draft him? Geez, what a terrible fantasy football decision that was. But now all of a sudden they've kind of come back down to ground. Blacko's struggling. They're really trying to use Lamar Jackson probably a little too much and uh, well, trying I don't, to be a little I, bit They should just put him at quarterback. I think not, they should take where they need to be. Flacco's yeah. just not that good. And I, I heard some people – Crazy. I, I think that some Baltimore fans are kind of claiming for Harbaugh maybe should lose his job. And as a Cowboy yeah. fan, and we've mentioned this before. I got a place for him in Dallas. I got a place yeah. for John Harbaugh. I got a seat for him. I like him. Hey, let's pull a trade, man. Let's let's just get rid of all of our draft picks. Whatever we got left in 2019, <laughs> send them to Baltimore and let's trade for Harbaugh. Bring him in. I'm fine with that. I'd take John Harbaugh as my coach in every day. In a second. Yeah. In a second. Yeah, it's interesting you go that that route for your playoffs. And I, I get it. And I think the main thing is you're right. It's it's good. After losing that game, they just there's two teams ahead of them in their own division yeah. that are going to be tough to catch. Yeah, it's tough, and, to, tough to catch. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I, the only thing is I'd be scared to cross off Harbaugh because they've done this before, get hot when it gets cold. And their defense is, I think, the best defense in the NFL. It's just – that's true. Boy, Flacco's tough. Flacco well, and that oh, offense. Kevin, been rough. I can't leave that though. You know, did did Ben Roethlisberger throw for like two hundred and seventy yards against what you just called as the best defense? He did. After I think, did you also oh, see? I think he might be the wow. best quarter. I, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger's undefeated in games where he <laughs> dies on the field, but then still is able to return. <laughs> Good go. lord, he he looked like it was it was over for him. They had the cameras on him. The announcers are saying he might be done for the <laughs> year. The trainers are all over him, and then he goes out one play, and then he's back. Hey, he, oh my god! He he was in a fetal position. That's all I gotta say. He was. He in a looked fetal like he died. So. He looked like it was over. Yeah. His career might be over, and then it yeah. was one play, and he's back That's, out there. And you know, I'm not LJ. LJ's the one that hates Ben Roethlisberger. I hate his injury <laughs> stuff. He just is the biggest diva at quarterback ever. Yeah. But he's he's when all said and done, he's not bad. He finds a way. Haters, it's like haters be hating. You know what you gonna do. Speaking of good quarterbacks, let's real quick before we get out of here, the the big game of the week, and we talked about it, the the, the class of the NFC probably. What did you learn? I'll start with you, Dad. What did you learn on that Rams-Saints game? Did you learn more about the Saints or the Rams? Well, it sure looked like the Saints exposed that Rams defense. It looks like Marcus Peter Boy, got exposed completely. I don't know, you know how good is Michael one, Thomas or how bad is Marcus Peters. It might have been a combination right. of the two. Well, a little combination of both, but you know, the one where he got burned so badly, I mean, he obviously wasn't prepared. I don't know what was going on while they weren't ready for the snap. 
Um, I mean, I think the old Wiley veteran, uh, Drew Brees, uh, did what he does with Sean Payton. And I just, I think they exposed that defense. If Aaron Donald's not getting pressure, uh, up the middle, they're in trouble. And I, I think they've got a better defense than that. Don't get me wrong, but I've really been shocked. I thought Marcus Peters was one of the better corners in the NFL at the first of the season. And he's just not lately. So that's, that's what I kind of got out of it is the expose, exposure of the uh, LA Rams defense. Well, I think. On that point, I think that win was bigger for the Ram- that game is bigger for the Saints than it is the Rams probably because I think the, yep. the Saints really want to get that home field advantage and really want to play in the dome. They that Superdome is a hard place to play, and it's it's clear that they just play better in the dome and when they mm-hmm. can control the weather and on the turf. But it shows to me, I really liked how the Rams after like you said they got blown out of that first half. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. That the pick <laughs> at the end of the first half, and then the, the Saints mm-hmm. get more points to pile on and then for them to kind of come back and I, I said yeah. it the earlier the week in golf or earlier in the year and golf's making me put my foot all the way in my mouth while I do think Sean McVay would be successful at the Cowboys <laughs> Dak is nowhere near Jared Goff I'm sorry I apologize golf was making some throws where his receivers were dropping some throws that he just was putting on the money that guy can play. All the money. All the money. Oh, yeah. The there money. was one where there were double coverage, and he put it where the perfect spot, and his receiver just dropped it. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and That's I think a, that defense gets better when Tlaib comes back. I did like yeah. Peters was They're awful. missing Tlaib. Yeah. Peters was awful, yeah. but he yeah. did own it afterwards. Like, they asked him after the game, and he was just like, I've been sucking. I've been terrible the last – three or four weeks and I'll get better. I'll, and he's talented, but he does blow some terrible coverage. What do you say? What do you yeah, think? And, yeah. And I'll say this and you're absolutely right. But what I drew out of that game is that they probably are. I, I think you got to throw Carolina in the mix. That was two of the best teams in the NFL right there that were playing. Mm-hmm. It's at yeah. home. So the saints got that, got that lead. But I tell you what, the character of the Rams to score 21 unanswered, I believe it was 21 right. unanswered. Yeah. Uh, after being down that far on the road in a hostile environment. Um, I know I know Dr. Liff has been in the Superdome before and he knows what kind of environment that is and um you know uh, but it, it it it's something else and for them to come back and score 21 unanswered that that's a really that told me and something really make that and a, game. a game that was of it. It's going to be tough. Both of the and I'll say this from a fantasy standpoint, all the folks out there loved that the Saints win because that probably keeps both of those teams playing yep. through week 16 and so all mm-hmm. of those stars, Kamara, Gurley, Gurley, Goff, yep. Breeze, all are probably going to have to play through week 16, which is a blessing for all the fans. That was the, the real winner really of that game was fantasy that. owners out there. That was the winner yeah, of that game. You were out. totally right. Yeah, that's good. That's, you're point. absolutely good right. Point. Big winners were fantasy owners because, yeah, those both those teams are going to come down to stretch it with one loss or two losses and with Carolina hanging. If Carolina can hang right with them, that's, that's a big bonus for everybody. I'll tell you what, I'll sign up right now for a rematch of that game in the playoffs. I'm, I, Me too. I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say. I like the yeah, Panthers, no but doubt. I'll sign up for a rematch match of that NFC championship no doubt right now yeah no doubt so the other game real quick as as we head out of here the other big one which was the battle of the goats down there in Foxborough where the Packers were taking on New England and New England kind of just it was semi-close for a little while then New England pulled away are the Packers did you learn more that the Packers are done or is New England legit as an AFC contender and right there with the Chiefs Tony well I to me, I learned more that the Packers are done. I mean, there was one goat and there was one goat roast. 
and uh, <laughs> the goat roast definitely happened on the Packers side. Uh, that honestly, that was really a disappointing effort by the Packers and the Packers offense. And I, it, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault to, to say that at, at the very least, the, the the guy is one of the one of the greatest quarterbacks of of this generation of quarterbacks. There's no doubt about that. But he is not the same quarterback that he is when he's got some talent around him, and they've got a much more balanced, dynamic offense. And it just was unfortunate that that game wasn't a little bit better than we yeah. wanted it to be. There, That was not – that was not a contest. Yeah, while the Rams Saints lived up to exactly what we were hoping, the the Packers yeah. Patriots was not quite. What do you yeah. think, Dad? Well, you know, I hate to I hate to pile on uh, Mike McCarthy, but I really kind of think that the Packers just don't have the the coach coaching staff that the Patriots have. Yeah, totally. And agree. they they just they don't have the scheme. They haven't put the player. I mean, you look at Tom Brady can win with. Not great receivers, and I'd say Devontae Adams at the Green Bay Packers is is one he's of the become, better receivers. Yeah, he's become one uh, of the top tier for sure. He, he's a star, and good God, that other guy, the three name guy, Marcus Scantling, yeah. Valdez, whatever. Valdez Scantling, my MBS. lord, he was yeah. playing out of his mind. That's the next. Uh, that's the but next I just guy don't right think. That, yeah, that's the next guy. But I don't think McCarthy can. He can. Am I saying that right? McCarthy, yeah, Mike right? McCarthy, is it yeah. McCarthy? Yeah, I just don't think he can scheme. I don't think he can scheme with with Belichick. Check and uh, um, that's what I, that's what I got. I saw out the of it. same thing. I saw more so where Tom Brady. It, it wasn't a battle of the ghosts mix. I think you still think both those quarterbacks are really good, and I didn't lose anything from Tom Br- or lose anything on Aaron Rodgers. It was more so while as good as Brady is, Bill Belichick undressed McCarthy on primetime TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just yeah. they they find ways yeah. to make guys successful. That's what the those good teams do is they find like you saw the Patriots with Cordero Patterson. He he can't figure out at receiver, but he's good <laughs> with the ball. If you get the ball in his hands in space, he's good. Oh, let's put him at running back. He's just good with the ball in his hand. All of a sudden he looks like a big back and he's running hard. Like he looked great at running back. Yeah. He looks fantastic. Yeah. He looks like he should have been playing RB all yeah. these and years. Well, the Patriots are good not. about finding a way to I, yeah, really I'm not enough. saying he's a stud, but find a way to <laughs> no. get the most but, out of your guys when you have the Packers who I know we've been giving some grief to old, old uh, Jim McGee on on drafting Jimmy Graham but it's it's it comes down to the Packers just make your guy successful what does he do best let's yeah. figure out a way to do it and they just kind of go uh Aaron can you can you fix this can you do it for us and they don't right it, yeah it just yeah, blows exactly. my mind yeah and I, I- I agree. And, and, you know, Kevin, I said last week when we saw Ty Montgomery and Ha Ha Clinton Dix, I got to say Ha Ha Clinton Dix again. Yeah, um, as many times as we can say Ha Ha Clinton Dix, yeah, let's try it. As many times we say it. When we saw them leave last week, I think you also said goodbye to Mike McCarthy. I think this I is the end of the Mike McCarthy era. And I think this game just solidified that. As much as the game Monday night solidified the end of the Jason Garrett era, I think this game solidified Mike McCarthy. They're, they're, I just don't see how they make the playoffs. At, they're three and five. Three Three, five, and three. one. Three, four, and one, three, four I think. And one. Three, yeah. I, I don't three, know four, how they one, make the playoffs with Carolina and Atlanta surging like they are. It's going to be really, really tough for them to come back. They're hurting. Randall Cobb may not play for another two or three weeks. They're just, they're just they really. They just put Geronimo Allison on the IR. Yeah. On they're IR. Really, yeah. They're, they're really in a tough way. The offensive line is not doing what they it, It's just tough. They can't run the ball successfully. Uh, and, and so I, I think it's time for. For McCarthy, it, he's he's gone. The writing's and on the last wall. Comment, 
Last comment I'll say, and, and I've said it before, I'm not a Belichick fan, but how brilliant is this? Not only is it brilliant to put Cordell Patterson in the backfield from a coaching standpoint to give you some advantages from a playability, he saved himself one or two roster spots from going out and grabbing a free agent running back while Sony Michelle is out for a couple of Yeah, like weeks instead of wasting that roster spot on Gillisley or whoever yeah. else. Hey, let's just put Cordero Patterson back there and him and James White will scheme it to where they'll be successful. That is so brilliant. Now, he he probably sits there. He's not worried about the Packers. He's watched film. And so he's and and last week he, he's not worried about but did that who did they play last week? I I, I forget now. But it, they weren't but, worried about either one of those games. Okay. Cordero Patterson's back there. He's, he'll probably do it one more week so that Sony Michelle can go through the bye week, so that Rob Gronkowski can go through the bye week. They're going to come out smelling like a rose in week 12 with all guns blazing, gunning for the number one spot in the AFC. Just an amazing – that's just another way that Belichick is a fucking genius to put Cordero Patterson back there in the backfield. Well, and I hate it, but you know what? Hats off. You got to give the man his move. Well, that's yeah. the difference that between move. The, the difference between, well, there's a lot, but between him and, and the head coach of the Cowboys, I don't even want, don't want to say his oh, name geez. right now, but <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a time that's exactly. warp, man. But it's like Jason they, Garrett is back there coaching Holy Cross and Bill Belichick is coaching Florida State, man. That's a t- oh, God. It may, it may be a detriment to, to his personal life, but Bill Belichick lives and breathes football. So, like, he needs to figure out a way to get Cordero Patterson running back. I bet they spent Dude, a ton of time Googled, getting him familiar Googled with the Bill playbook. Belichick's and girlfriend slash wife. He's not hurting Woo. in his personal life. No. He's, he's Maybe okay. that's all them trophies. He just shows them the trophies. He's a pig. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, before we head out of here, Mike Reese put out the stat of the day. Uh, so, you mentioned Gronkowski. And in the two games that Rob Gronkowski has not played this season, the Patriots have won board, both and scored a total of Rob Gronkowski's favorite number, 69 points. So, <laughs> nice little stat there for Rob. There you go. There you go. Hey, okay. So I, I got one more story before we leave. We got to get this yeah. out. Okay. I I don't know if y'all saw the pregame before Monday night. Uh, Lisa Saunders was out there interviewing Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones had one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard. Oh, okay. Lay it so on hopefully me. I can get this right. So she's talking to Jerry. They're talking about Amari Cooper and what are the advantages? Number and so Jerry says, number one, we've never had a receiver like this. He puts things, you know, he does things on the field we can. But number two, <laughs> we can do so many other things when he has his balls in his hands. Uh, go back and look at it. He says when he's got his balls in his balls in his hands. And Lisa <laughs> looks at him like, did what? did did this guy really just say that? I mean, go back and poor and, and, poor Jerry. And he's getting old. YouTube. He's probably had one too many Johnny Walkers. He was a little, you know, was he was like, like Joe Namath. I just want to kiss you, and he just he just it, let slip of the tongue. <laughs> and the ironic part of it. Since since Cooper only got like six targets, he really was standing around with his balls in his hands. It was well, luckily amazing. he has a really good role model. If that's what he's good at, he can just watch his head coach because his head coach does that all for for sixty minutes a game. So <laughs> I just love that quote, and it's just great. If if you can go back and look at that, it was like five minutes before the game started. It's Lisa's heart. It's just awesome. And her eyes. She's trying not to roll them in the back of her head or her start <laughs> laughing. It's just hilarious. Just hilarious. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Like we said, get on uh, my bookie real quick. Uh, Tone, do you have a, a my bookie lock of the week? Do you have one? Um, I don't have a lock this week. I believe that um, I'm trying to think who is a 17 point favorite. Somebody's a 17 point favorite. I this put week. You, the I think, Rams are a, are a big favorite over the over Cardinals. I think it's Cardinals. It, yeah, I think they're by yeah. 16 and a half or 17 points. Yeah, and that's at the Cardinals. That's a Would tough you do one it? to cover. I, I I might be on the Cardinals that week, but I'll tell you this: wherever the Panthers are and whatever the Panthers have got, take them. They're hot. Panthers, Cardinals, at, and the Chiefs. Cardinals, Cardinals and, Chiefs. and the Chiefs definitely okay. take the Cardinals. Yeah, that but 17 plus seven because is that at Arrowhead? Uh, it's the bottom team, I would assume. So yeah. I think the bottom team is the home team on yeah, these. Yeah, so if so it's at Arrowhead, it there's a possibility they could they they could cover that. But wow. Yes, um, at Kansas City. I, I guess, though, you know, if you took Alabama in the spread this weekend, you're feeling pretty good because they trounced LSU at home. Shut them out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, no I, 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 Carolina's got a great – what's the Carolina line? Steelers are minus six and a half at home against the Panthers. They are six and a half point favorites. Panthers all over the Panthers. They're all right, the there we go. on the Panthers. There minus, we go. <laughs> Steelers are minus six and a half? Minus six and a half. Minus six and a half oh. at home. There we go. There's your my bookie lock of the week from Uncle Tony himself. Bet your mortgage. Put the house down. Put your carp note down. Put the house down. Six and a half. Go in there. Put your put your uh, the promo code JPP in my bookie. Get a 100% return on your investment, and then double that return on your investment by just putting 100 dollars down on the lock of the week. Steelers minus six and a half. Take the Panthers underdog. I love it. All right. Hell yeah. That's a nice This one. is only for entertainment purposes. <laughs> entertainment purposes only. That's Throw right. the this pink is for slip down. Only. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for another week of the JPP pod. And we will be back next week with some more, with two more episodes. So peace out. Peace.